welcome to Drone Therapy Podcast. We're back, baby. I'm Bridget Bardont, aka Crystal Jax, and I'm still here with Lana the Pug, or some twisted version of me is. It's a new year, and if you're listening to this, you made it or at least some twisted version of whatever you were when you decided who you were, or you're an AI checking this for mentions of your billionaire owner, welcome. It's definitely been another long absence. I was going to talk about needs and getting what you want or how you can't always, but if you try sometimes, you know, but I haven't wanted to talk about any of that stuff. I don't want to think about dialectical behavioral therapy. I just want to be okay. I'm kind of over this whole concept of mental health. When drone therapy started in the year 1950, what, Lana? 2017? 2015? Oh, meow. When drone therapy started, this was not a concept people talked about. Back then, there was sane and insane, in control and out of control. Most people had heard of depression, schizophrenia, maybe even bipolar, like, because that one person had it in that one movie. Now, there's a TikTok to validate and diagnose every minutia of the DSM-5, which we've all read, right? <laughs> I have not. And every Gen Z character in every TV show is written to pontificate about their brain chemistry and legion of SSRIs and benzodiazepines. Mental health is cool and fine to talk about. Not to linger in this I was born on the beach that makes you old territory, but serotonin used to be a word only burnt out ravers knew because they'd fried their ability to make any, or so they said, in a kind of full monotone at the after, like vampires disintegrating in looming daylight, which is a vibe. I, my friends, have been absent because mental health is just not a vibe. It became a preoccupation for me because I was insane. I absolutely loathe myself to the point where I'd rather not acknowledge her at all. So I pivoted to this idea that I could help other people not feel the absolute grossness that was my experience of insanity. Bear with me, I trash talk language itself a bit later too. This is the big curmudgeon comeback episode. There will still be a needs episode. I do not quit things. We are a family. We are eternal. We will get through the DBT workbook if it kills us. Speaking of death pacts, have you noticed that everything is a cult now? Throw a word around enough and eventually someone throws it back to you. Scientology was founded by a writer who wanted to be a psychologist. 
mental health, like its body, wellness, has shifted, as words do, into something sinister, a mandatory morning meeting, a Facebook group easing, cognitive dissonance, a binary calculation to further polarize brains that are already divided in two barely competent halves. The wellness industry used to focus on how we looked wrong, performed wrong, as if the public were made of flesh and bone, quivering from every frantic second it had spent being pummeled by a cosmic mix of radiation, atmospheric conditions, and lead poisoning. Yes, true, and this situation was solvable. False. Had we, in fact, run out of real problems? At times, I wonder, in my little thinking place, if consciousness was a mistake. Whatever rudimentary motor skills and synapse sequences succeeded in the outside world, why, oh why, would we imagine that they could succeed within us as well? the Greek hubris of our time, I say confidently. There have probably always been people who say they can heal us when they mean to, at best, comfort us for a price. Perhaps my price has been the feeling of purpose and accomplishment, which in my lifetime I will likely always crave, perhaps need, though this is not yet the needs episode. Another fatal flaw of mine is I truly do not want others to experience pain. To suffer is to live and feel and change, and I absolutely hate all of that. I can wax poetic and say the human experience is lovely and great and super legit and valid, but truly I am repulsed by this whole situation, the flesh and bone one I was talking about earlier, and also the blood and the guts and all the little details I don't understand in there. After all these years, I am still in therapy, and therapy is still the place I go to talk about wanting to be plastic and robotic. But Crystal, I mean Bridget Bardot, without pain, there is no pleasure. We can't experience the highs without the lows, right? To be frank, I have not been experiencing those highs people talk about. Not really. Generally, the only things that get through are the really, really bad things. Don't feel sad for me. That's my normal and we're all a little weird just doing our weird thing. Though theoretically this does sound sad, I'd like to have nice things, nice sensations, happiness, pleasure, I think, sure, I mean, I believe there is a good argument to be made that I should want that. Surviving or thriving, right, right, I nod, I know, yeah, and kind of tune out. In audio editing, we have filters that can block parts of waveforms that create certain sounds, high range, low range, specific frequencies, etc. Whatever humans create in the outer world, we use to understand the inner world, and I have observed myself filter out almost everything, highs, lows, middle details, to try to experience life like a single pure tone, a tolerable drone, a steady hum, audible enough but easy to ignore. Metaphors function so well when we first hear them. That's our little mental flesh computers problem solving. 
This whole time between podcasts, as usual, I have been existing. For the most part, I've been LARPing, being well. My therapist says I've made a lot of progress, and I have, but we've had different goals guiding us. She, in pursuit of some kind of wholeness, open to human experience, reflective, aware, charged up, resilient, and burning with the passion of life in the face of challenges past, present, and future. I've just been shooting for what old prog rockers would term comfortably numb. Get me through this, I should write in the comment box of every e-transfer. I am ashamed to admit this. There is a little buzzword circling in my head, its body striped with warning colors. What a privileged thing to say, it buzzes. I will only be here for a month or two and my entire species is in great danger. <laughs> I think be with two E's, pollinating me with guilt and stinging me with also guilt, the sweet elixir of my people. Guilt is more palatable than fear. Not that delicious fear we get drunk on, hiding out from the unknown, maybe watching shadows on a cave wall or whatever, but the goddamn spicy, sour, boiling, who knows, could be anything fear out there in the fray. Awful. Yuck. Language was perhaps another mistake. These metaphors are getting extra, right? What is mental health or mental illness if not a metaphor? Health, illness, fairly qualifiable, but add mental on there and you're just building, as Sarah McLaughlin says, a mystery. totally do that at karaoke. Once something becomes a buzzword, a buzz phrase, it can be ignored. A drone in the ear from the Zoom meeting swatted away with some ready-made mindfulness exercise, not so much done as checked off on some form or bullet journal. Check out my mindfulness episodes. They are a bit less weird and meandering than this one. I think. I will state as plainly as I can, the mental health stuff is important. Too important to let words get in the way. Pain and suffering is real and terrifying. To lose control is humiliating and as socially unacceptable as it ever was. Misbehavior is just addressed with different words different problem-solving techniques. It's okay. Your feelings are valid. I can empathize. It's okay to not be okay. Is it, though? Most people who say this say it because they believe it is the correct attitude, the nice path of niceness, but confronted by a body twisting, sobbing, screaming, sweating, shaking from an invisible mental hell, they cannot predict the degree of their repulsion, fear, disgust, or judgment. To be comfortably numb is, at least, to soothe and placate the nice people of our world instead of forcing them to confront the idea that perhaps to not be okay 
is not okay, valid, or cool. It is simply suffering. To suffer is not an identity. We all suffer to some degree, sometimes more, less. I absolutely do not trust or even like words, so it's okay if you don't know what I mean. The 2022, shout out to last year, Merriam-Webster word of the year was gaslight. In the ancient film Gaslight, there is no word for gaslighting, no word for the cruelty inflicted on tortured, suffering Paula, who is told reality is not what she perceives it to be by a man who wants, of course, her jewels, her riches. A gaslight is a reality con built with insincere words that we readily accept as true. We honor new words, but do we celebrate the expiration of old ones, or their shift in meaning, their dilution, expansion, transformation? Language is a trap. Trap is a genre of music. Language drones on and on at some basically arbitrary point. A droning sound or group thereof can be called music. Thrilling, tedious life. So short, so endless, so impossible to describe. Lana's snoring. The tediousness of life has put Lana to sleep, if you can hear her snoring. To the bee flying around our head, comparatively experiencing entire years of life in one human hour, every word we say may be a prolonged eruption of rumbling as haunting as primordial thunder or as comforting as ocean waves. Unless that bee is not a living creature and is in fact a drone carrying a tiny hidden microphone transmitting our garbled nonsense to the cloud. Maybe it's always been both. We simply do not know. In dialectical behavioral therapy, it's stressed that two things can be true at the same time. I can hate language and also love language obscenely to the point where I make a whole podcast episode that is basically weird prose about nothing and everything and how those concepts are the same and not the same at the same time. What, Lana? At the same damn time? No. I can't remember how that song goes. I believe I don't want to be numb. Not really, truly, deep down. It doesn't work anyway, obviously. For whatever reason, the bad stuff breaks through, and when it does, I fucking hate it, and I feel relieved because it's comforting to think of mental illness instead of thinking about wanting something good wanting to feel the highs, happiness, love, excitement, wonder, longings I definitely have and definitely need if I'm going to keep working towards some kind of mental health. So I'm back. Thanks for waiting. Subscribe to me at Drone Therapy Podcast by 
Bridget Bardot on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Bandcamp, maybe some other places. Support me on Patreon or just follow me on Instagram as at Crystal Jacks, K-R-I-S-T-E-L-J-A-X. Find my mental health jokes, that's mental H-E-L-L-T-H at dying but fine where i am currently shadow banned but carrying on i have an etsy under that name and i do have a newsletter where i ramble like this in text and you can find it if you look for it nylon magazine also interviewed me last year which was good for my self-esteem you can find that at um Meet Crystal Jacks, the artist finding healing through Barbie. Uh, Barbie Core is in the URL. Looking forward to the Greta Gerwig Barbie movie. Uh, we'll see what comes first the next drone therapy podcast episode or Barbie 2023. Alana, you looking forward to the Barbie movie? How's your mental health? Farewell for now. Hey, again, in the typical this podcast behavior, I waited too long to finish editing this, and now I have some stuff to add. I guested on Waffle House Marks and Med podcast on the Made in America episode, episode 17, about medically assisted dying. That is at Marks is um and medicine.com and uh, or or um, your podcast platforms. And April 12th, I'm playing a show in Toronto. It's at a sauna, uh, public sweat at Harborfront Center. Um, yeah, maybe I will see you there. Okay, bye.